The text this evening is found in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, the first three verses. John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. The Lord had let his disciples know that soon he would give his life for them. Let them know that one of them would betray him, that all of them would be offended by him and forsake him, and that the leader among them, Peter, who had just declared to the Lord, I will lay down my life for thy sake, would deny the Lord three times. So they were distressed. They were troubled. The Lord knew their hearts, and he wanted to comfort them, and so he tells them, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. And those are words that you and I can be encouraged by as well as we find ourselves perhaps in challenging, difficult situations. The Lord can help us, as he did his disciples, to triumph in our troubles. It does not feel good to be troubled in your heart. You can feel a constant lurking of impending doom or failure, loss. It not only robs you of your joy, but it can rob you of your sleep. It affect you physically, make you feel weak and tired. It can consume your, your attention, your thoughts. Several years ago, a company that I was working for was bought out by another company. And it came only weeks after the CEO of our company had told us that we would never sell out. So you can imagine the Employees were all stunned. Within days of that, they announced how many jobs would be because of the merger would be terminated. People in my position in that company, there were over 3,000 of us. We were told there would only be 600 of us keeping our jobs. And so we all had to reapply and go through a long, lengthy interview process. It took several months. I remember watching as several of my colleagues, they did not enjoy that environment, and so they they left rather than live in this constant fear of the unknown. Well, I too, I, I was very troubled. Up to that point, I thought I would work there the rest of my life. I enjoyed the company that I worked for. 
I had made my plans accordingly. I was raising a young family. I had financial obligations. I found myself very troubled. One night, my wife, Rodika, she looked at me and she said, John, what, what are you so worried about? What are you so concerned about? Well, I, I told her my concerns and why I, I was so deeply troubled. And she said, well, have you, have you prayed? Well, of course I had prayed, but I also knew what she was saying. Had I taken the time to really give the matter to the Lord? Well, with that encouragement and some time in prayer, the, the Lord gave me peace. And I still often think about it because I have to tell you that peace that he gave me was so profound, it contrasted that environment that I had to continue to work in for a long time. But he gave me peace in my heart. And even as we've heard here tonight, a young girl, 13 years old, can be troubled not knowing what their eternal condition is and what would happen if the Lord would come. But the Lord knows our heart and he understands and he wants us not to go around being distressed and concerned and troubled in our heart when he has peace for us. Well, again, the disciples were shaken by these statements made to them by the Lord in the weeks and days leading up to his crucifixion. Prior to coming for the Passover, he had told them, in fact, that he would be killed in Jerusalem. He would also rise again the third day, but they did not understand that. They only could understand that he was going to die. That meant the end of the Messiah, their master, the one that they had given up everything to follow. And also being one of his close followers, they must have considered that it would also put them in danger. He then told them that one of them would betray him. So now they were looking around among themselves. Which one of us could be that despicable, that disloyal uh, to the Lord? And if he could be that disloyal to the Lord, uh, how might he be to the rest of us? And finally, they were troubled personally. The Lord told them that all of them would be offended at him, that they would forsake him, that they would deny him. And so it was to the, the backdrop of all these troubled thoughts that the Lord said, let not your heart be troubled. So you can imagine in that, that moment, those words must have really got their attention. Now, many scholars and theologians have wondered throughout the, the years why there's not a connective thought between chapter 13 and chapter 14. Chapter 13 ends with the Lord saying to Peter, Will thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. And then, of course, 14.1 begins with, let not your heart be troubled. So they've wondered, why wasn't there a connecting thought? So as he concluded speaking to Peter, 
he said to them. Well, I believe the connection was simply the love and the compassion that the Lord had for his disciples. Same love and compassion he has for us. But he knew their hearts. He could feel this turmoil that was building in them, how unsettled they were in that moment. And he loved them. The Lord had just, in fact, told them a new commandment. I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. He had a deep love and wanted them not to be troubled, not to consider those things. But as he went on to say, you believe in God, believe also in me. You believe in God. So he was reminded on that grand scale. You believe in the God of heaven. When you look up into the night sky, you believe in the one that created the universe. All things visible and invisible. But also believe in me. That was taking that grand thought that they had of God. And bringing it down to that personal level. Here they had enjoyed a close relationship with the Lord Jesus, who they believed to be the Son of God. They had seen mighty miracles. They had seen the Lord raise the dead, give sight to the blind. And do many mighty miracles. And here's the Lord saying, you believe in God, believe also in me. If you really believe I am the son of God, then you know when I say I am going to heaven, I'm not just going there, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you're also going to be. And I'm going to come in again and I'm going to receive you. And I'm going to take you there to be with me forever and ever. You have a great eternal hope. Well, we also have a choice in what we are going to focus our attention on. And you can be sure that any time that you find yourself in a troubling situation, that the enemy of your soul will help you add it all up in order to prove that your defeat is inevitable. But we don't want to focus on the wrong thing. In Matthew 14, there's an account where the disciples were on a boat crossing a torn-tossed sea in the middle of the night. And while they were out there, there came Jesus walking on the water. But when... They realized it was the Lord. Peter said, Lord, if you bid me to come to you, let let me come. And the Lord told him to come. And he did it. Peter walked on the water. It was a miracle. It was unbelievable. It, It was great. Until he took his eyes off the Lord. 
When he began to look at the troubled seas again, he began to sink. And he cried, Lord, save me. And the Lord was right there to help him. But it's a lesson to us that we want to keep our eyes fixed upon the right thing. We can find ourselves with problems and troubles and trying situations, but we want to keep our eyes upon the Lord. A week ago in our Daybreak and Daily Devotional series, we studied this 36th and 37th chapter of the book of Isaiah. And there's the account of King Sennacherib of Assyria coming up against Judah, finally Jerusalem, and King Hezekiah. And Isaiah 37.3 refers to it as a day of trouble. King Sennacherib had already not just laid waste to their countries, but many others, and he had sent his messenger, Rabshakeh, and a great army to cry out against Jerusalem. You know, the, the enemy is, is good about that. Well, Rabshakeh was very good at it. He got there and repeatedly presented all the facts to the people, let them know about all the cities that they had destroyed, all the armies that they had defeated, all the gods that had been unable to help those, and how futile it was for them to put any hope in their king Hezekiah, who they claimed had even turned against their own God. So they were telling them that you don't want to listen to him. He is unable to prevent the sure destruction of your city. So give up. Well, we can learn from the actions that King Hezekiah took in his day in trouble in order for us to also triumph. And again, the the enemy will always want to come and just like Rabashaka did and present all the facts and all the evidences as to why it is a foregone conclusion that you are going to lose. Well, the enemy of our soul, he'll want us also to think and consider, well, maybe we just dreamed up that verse that God gave us as a promise. Or that really wasn't the Lord speaking to your heart at the place of prayer, giving you assurance that was just coming out of your own head. What did Hezekiah do? It says that he had told his people not to answer the enemy a word. That's good advice. You don't want to get in a conversation with the enemy. When the enemy comes, you want to plead the blood of Jesus. You don't want to get in a conversation with him. 
So in Isaiah 37, 14, tells us then what we should do. 37, 14, and 15 tells us that Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord, spread it before the Lord, and Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord. Well, Hezekiah took all these threatenings, all these claims of the enemy. He took that letter and he just took it up to the house of the Lord. He laid it out before the Lord. Lord, here it is. This is what the enemy is claiming. But then he began to rehearse what his relationship with God had been. Simply reminding God that he had done all those things that God had wanted him to do, that he served him faithfully, and that he was trusting in God, and he was looking to the Lord to help him. And if you take your troubles, your problems, or anything else to the Lord, and you lay it out before him, just open your heart to God, but put it all out there and then put yourself there with it as a living sacrifice. I believe just like God answered Hezekiah's prayer, he'll answer your prayer. It says in Isaiah 37, 33 to 36, it says, Thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. This was really something to hear when there's 200,000 enemy soldiers surrounding your city. Then it says, by the way that he came, by the same shall he return. And he shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead. The Lord does not need our help uh, to answer our prayers. He doesn't uh, need us to uh, get into his plans. What he does need from us is our trust and our obedience and our faith. You believe in God. The Lord says, believe also in me. And we believe the Lord is is here tonight. And he says to us to be not troubled. No, if we have concerns, if we have needs, don't, don't be troubled by them. The Lord wants you to triumph over your trouble. During the Civil War, there was a Union soldier that received news that his father and his older brother were killed on the same day. And so he was given a pass to go and to plead his case to the President of the United States. So he went to Washington, went to the White House, and a guard there told him, the President is very busy, son, now Go back to the battle lines where you belong. Well, the young soldier, he left there very, very troubled, stopped at a nearby park and sat there on a bench and was sitting there. And a a young boy came up to him and said, Soldier, 
You look very unhappy. What's wrong? Well, the young soldier didn't know why, but he, he just spilled out his heart to that young lad. He told him how his father and brother had been killed, and he didn't know how his mother and how his sister would be able to get along, how they could possibly take care of the family farm. Well, after a while, the boy stood up and took him by the hand and said, come with me. So they walked back over to the White House, and they went uh, to a back door. They went through it. None of the guards seemed to notice. They went down several corridors, past several officers and generals. And they got to the Oval Office, and without knocking, they, the young boy walked right in. So the soldier followed after him, and there he saw uh, President Abraham Lincoln leaning over a desk, going over war plans with the Secretary of State. Lincoln looked up and said, Good afternoon, Todd. Can you introduce me to your friend? Well, Todd Lincoln said, Daddy, this soldier needs to talk to you. Well, the soldier pled his case, and President Lincoln gave him an exemption right there on the spot. Well, we too have direct access to our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We can bring Him whatever our needs are. We can come to a place of prayer and plead our cause before Christ and know that it will be open and heard around the throne of grace and we'll receive strength to help in our time of need. The Lord wants to help us. Uh, The Lord does not want us to be troubled. He wants us to enjoy peace. Uh, He doesn't want us to uh, wonder if if God will do something on our behalf. He wants us to receive. And he wants to bless you and I tonight. We're going to have a time of prayer. The song's 127 and the altars are open.